from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. It was the story of the past and the now. It's something a lot of people in the present have no idea of the rich history connected to uh, different queer communities. And we're, we're not focused only on the tourists. You're getting people who've, who've lived here for decades. They're coming by to learn more about their city. Absolutely. We do several walking tours from the Ville, the downtown, Soulard, Benton Park, a straightforward Central West End history tour. Then I have Central West End women's history tour. And then Josiah leads the Central West End's Gay Liberation the Gateway City tour. And then we do the bus tours. Beyond the Grave is my dream tour that I've always wanted to give. It's how death has shaped the built environment in St. Louis. We don't want to say, well, this used to be here. No, it's not here anymore. Look what's here now. There's something good happening here. There's some, a challenge this community is overcoming. I'm Sarah Fenske. For the past 10 years, Amanda Clark has been the go-to tour guide for people looking for a real, honest, and interesting look at St. Louis. She started Renegade STL Tours in 2012, offering walking and bus tours of disasters, catastrophes, and other fascinating areas of local history. But two years ago, Amanda's efforts to tell the stories of St. Louis got a big boost. She's now leading tour efforts for the Missouri Historical Society as its community tours manager. Her CSTL Tours program now offers 24 tours and has a staff of 12 guides. And she joins us today to tell us more about that work and also about some of these very cool tours on offer. Amanda Clark, welcome. Thank you for having me. And we're also joined today by Josiah Gunderson. He is a CSTL tour guide. Josiah, welcome. Thank you. So, Amanda, you're a transplant to St. Louis. How did you go from being a St. Louis outsider 18 years ago to being the kind of expert tour guide? A lot of reading, um, a lot of listening to people and telling them telling me their perspectives and their experiences here. But, I mean, the straightforward answer is I was a volunteer tour guide and I decided there, I had a feeling there could be a different way to do this. And I somehow accidentally created a tour company. It's not something I knew I would ever do. Yeah. Um, and then it was just, it went from there. What so, were your frustrations with sort of the way that things were being done? Yeah, it seemed like the same stories over and over again. And not only the same stories, but the same stories within a certain geographical location. And we would have mentions of places, but we wouldn't go there. People didn't take you there on a tour and to better understand the city. So, and, and also no scripts. No and, scripts. Yeah, everything had scripts. Oh, and I was okay. Like, no, yeah. You're like, just reading kind yes, of, here's yes. what happened here. Yes. And I assume this was kind of that stereotypical tour we all take when we're visiting a city for a first time. Like, here is a very old building downtown, that kind of thing. Yes. Here's the arch. Here's Forest <laughs> Park. Something about ice cream cones. And we're done. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't sound like a bad tour, but there's obviously much more to the city yes. than that. Yes. Did you have anything in mind in particular when you first set out to, I'm going to do a tour myself? Like, here's the story that's not being told. I need to incorporate this. Absolutely. It would be, it was the story of the past and the now, right? So rec- like reckoning with the past and also again celebrating it and, and seeing the St. Louis that we are in now and not just living in the past, not just, you know, pointing to or not just, uh, you know, being obsessed with failures or, th- and, but being excited yeah. for it as well. That's the other thing is being very excited for St. Louis now. Yeah, to have that excitement. So did that get a big reaction when you first started doing these kind of tours? Instantly. And I did one for Arch Grants Foundation that was supposed to um, combine you know history with 
development and kind of selling St. Louis. And then it was over and I was terrified when I gave it. It was the first bus tour I ever gave. And when I was done with it, someone, one of the candidates came up to me and he said, you are on to something. And I was like, oh. Okay. Let's and when you're hearing that, that from an arts mm-hmm. grants person, like these are entrepreneurs. They yeah. kind of have that feeling of excitement about something that's working. Yep. Yeah. So that's a big like, whoa, I've got this. Josiah, you have in some ways, your story has some parallels here. You're also a transplant. Did you take a tour of the city upon your arrival? I did not. I came here for college, uh, went to Webster University for four years, then stayed in St. Louis. Um, And after I graduated, I started just spending more time going around in the city. Um, And originally, it was just uh, history became, uh, for me, a side hobby, something I started exploring. I became curious about better learning the context of the place that I was living. Um, there's a lot of things of the city that were very different from the place I grew up. And where are you from? Uh, Olympia, Washington okay. is where I grew up. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it just uh, it became something I started to learn. I started to just opened up a book and started to read. Um, so at the beginning, it was something I was kind of independently just going about because it really intrigued me. Um, even though I didn't really have a big background in history beforehand, I think living in St. Louis really sparked that because of the complex history um, that we share in the present. Um, and then from there, uh, I saw that the History Museum was giving tours, and I was like, that it's such a cool thing to like go out in the city and talk about these. And I started going on them with Amanda, and that spiraled into me being able to do tours. And you say, I started going on them. You yeah. didn't just set out and do one of these no. tours. No. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to do as many as I could because, I mean, there's, they're in so many different neighborhoods. It was also the time when uh, we were still in early stages of pandemic, so I kind of had a lot of free time on my hands, too, because I was working did. less, yeah. so I was just like going on them for fun at, at the beginning. I had no intention of being a part of it. Yeah. I mean, I know yeah. you have a lot of tour guides that now work with you. At some point, were you like, wow, there's this guy, Josiah, who keeps showing up for these tours? Absolutely. And we had one of the virtual tours, which was something we started doing early on in the pandemic, and no one showed up. We had sold like 15 tickets, and for some reason, just Josiah showed up. So it's me in my living room, Josiah and his, and we just had the best hour. I did the tour. We talked through all the things, but it was... I knew he understood the dialogue and the the complexities and didn't just need me to didn't want me to feed the history, but to also understand what it meant to him as an individual. And that's really what we're going for. So at that point, you were like, okay, I need to recruit this guy. Absolutely. (laughs) It wasn't very hard. (laughs) So is that hard? How how many years ago did you move to St. Louis? Uh, Almost seven now. Okay. Yeah, six and a half. So you and I are almost in the same boat here. And I like to believe I have some expertise in this city. And yet there's so many things that I still don't know was it did you have some trepidation when you first started giving tours like wow they could ask me anything yeah no definitely I like going the process of knowing I was going to become one like really want to just swallow as much information as I could because I did have a little fear like I've never done this before there's people who have lived their whole lives here they know so many things um yeah there definitely was a little I was a little nervous um embarking on that kind of journey. Yeah. And, and Amanda, I think this brings up an important point is so many of these tours done in lesser cities, shall we say, um, they're just strictly focused on the tourist crowd. That is not what you're doing here. Correct. And we're, we're not focused only on the tourists, but we're also focused on the, what I think of as the new tourist, which is the one that wants to understand the city that they're visiting and wants to know more than just that, that straight line that, that has been
and that is peddled to the normal tourist, you know. So that's where we're trying to hit is both people that live here already that want to know more and people that are intrigued by this place. This And do you find you're getting people who've, who've lived here for decades? They're coming by to learn more about their city. Absolutely. Every tour. Every tour. And the best words I hear are someone going, I've lived here my whole life. I had no idea. If I could, I hear that. That's the best, the sweetest words. Yeah. <laughs> Josiah, you're nodding. You see that same breakdown yeah. where there are natives are coming yeah. on these tours. No, I love also like getting to learn from them and hear their stories that like deepen the history that I've just kind of learned through books and stuff. Getting to them sharing their experiences of the history on the tours is super fascinating. And like Amanda said, I love when. When I talk about something and someone says, wow, I've never thought about that in that context before. Like that just is really rewarding as a historian and as a guide for others. We're talking today to Josiah Gunderson. He's a CSTL tour guide. We're also joined by Amanda Clark, who's the community tours manager for the CSTL tours. That is now part of the Missouri Historical Society. And Amanda, that's a big change for you. Rather than kind of being out on your own, you're under this amazing organization. I am. And it's an organization I always dreamed of being part of in some way. I think I would have worked, you know, the front desk of the retail shop if they let me anything to work there. So to work there in this, in my passion is I am so lucky and I don't take it for granted any day. It's awesome. So going in under their umbrella, how did that allow you to amp up um, this idea that you had and you were already executing? This ended up leading to some really big growth. It did. And it just, I mean, it gave me the, I mean, of course, it took a little bit of learning to work for such a big organization. So that took a little bit of adjustment. But not only do I do the tours, I'm able to use the resources of the of the Historic Society, the curators can, some of the curators are tour guides themselves. They're, we're able to add in information and just have that that um, that network underneath me has been really, really great. So I want to talk about some of these tours um, that you're now doing, because some of these are so unique. These might not be topics that anybody has ever dreamt could be a tour. Mm-hmm. And some of these are walking tours, some are bus tours. Um, both options. Correct. Yeah, we do um, several walking tours. I mean, every this weekend, I think we have six or seven different ones happening from the Ville to downtown, Soulard, Benton Park. And then we do the bus tours all over the city. Those are more thematic. You know, they have different things that are going on. And we've just started a partnership with the Gateway Riverboats. And once a month, I'm doing a takeover of the riverboats. This so, is going to be like a riverboat tour. It is. That's so cool. It is. I am pretty dreamy. Like, I am making notes of like what I wish to do with my time. I want to take a riverboat tour. And when you mentioned these ones that are more neighborhood specific, these walking tours, so then is the focus on the history of that neighborhood? Yes. And for some neighborhoods, that's layered. We have like for the Central West End, I have a straightforward Central West End history tour. Then I have Central West End women's history tour. And then Josiah leads the Central West End's you know, Gay Liberation and the Gateway City Tour, which is a whole other layer to that neighborhood's history that's great and, and not a history I understood. So it brought a lot to me to understand. So, Josiah, that's actually a history that I'm curious about hearing a little bit about today. Gay Liberation in the Gateway City, and that's based all in the Central West End. Yeah, it's based all in the Central West End, which is super interesting because it's something a lot of people in the present, especially my age, have no idea of the rich history connected to uh, different queer communities that were located there in the 70s and 80s. So tell us a little bit about uh, what are some spots that you take people by? Um, oh, my. Uh, we go to, like, T.S. Eliot's house. We go to Tennessee Williams' uh, apartment building. Uh, we go to the 
near the first location location of the Metropolitan Community Church Organization, which was one of the uh, first queer organizations in St. Louis. Uh, so we hit a lot of some of the first, like, both some of the early people located in the area and then some of the early activism uh, that was centered around that neighborhood in the 70s and 80s. And so, the, Amanda, the idea is you're getting this story that's sort of woven in around things that are still there today. Correct. In some cases, are you taking people by uh, something that's been demolished? This is what used to be here. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we, that is a fact of fact of life in St. Louis, especially on our like Old North St. Louis tour. That can be a challenge, you know. But we don't want to focus too much on that. We don't want to say, "Well, this used to be here," and "Oh, it's not here anymore." We want to temper that it used to be here. But look what's here now. There's mm-hmm. also there's something good happening here. There's some a challenge that this community is overcoming as well. So there's a gay liberation tour, um, and then there's also a women's tour in the same neighborhood. Are there any points where, like, these two tours, like, they could literally be running right into each other? Oh, absolutely. It's, yeah. yeah, it's fun when we happen to be in the same neighborhood because then we get to play a fun, like, jets and sharks, you know, like, walking past each other, you know, little tour guide. This actually <laughs> happens. You guys have run in, tours have run into other tours while out and about in the city. Yeah, everyone's well. It's happened. I love that. So, Amanda, you also have two very different brand new tours that are featured this season. Uh, I feel like one of these people are going to love to hear about Beyond the Grave. What's going on with that? Yeah, so Beyond the Grave is my dream tour that I've always wanted to give. And it is not one that, um, you know, I get asked a lot for a ghost history tour. And I'm not going to do that because that's not me. That, that is not, you, a, a ghost skeptic? Yeah, just, yeah, not, yeah. not really my thing. And um, also a lot of ghost tours tend to in some way prey upon like tragedies and the hardships families Mm. face that dealt with mental illness and things like that and i feel like we that gets ignored and so ghost histories are asked for true crime is asked for and for a little while i did a true crime history tour and that still didn't feel right to me because it kind of did the same thing but i am fascinated with why people are fascinated by that yeah it's yeah, a great and, question. Yeah, and so I wrote this tour with the partnership of an Amzal um, intern, and it's called Beyond the Grave because it's how death has shaped the built environment in St. Louis. So we'll drive through St. Louis. We will see places where cemeteries used to be, including about three or four blocks from here was a giant cemetery that is no longer there. Really? Rock Springs Cemetery. Um, there's also one Wesleyan Cemetery at the corner of Grand and Lindell that no one knows was there. Thousands of bodies were there and then had to be moved. Um, so we'll go to both sites that used to be cemeteries, but we'll also visit sites that we don't think of or how people's changing perceptions of death shape the world we live in. Because the world we live in now, we push death out to the county, right? We are, And this is any city, right? They push it out out into the rural yeah, it's, areas. Yeah, it's a far-flung thing. So we the, put that seminary, yes, cemetery the, where it's a destination. Yeah, and that beca- that's because of disease and things, yeah. and they felt that that was where it needed to be for health reasons. But then that starts rolling into we ourselves are able to then push that whole thing. Someone else takes care of our loved one's bodies when they pass on. You know, the whole thing starts pushing. And so that's that's the tour. Wow, that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is kind of like a meta look it's, at death. And it's fun. And yeah. anything I do, you know, is always got, it's going to be fun and it's going to teach you so much stuff about places you think you know all about. Confronting and, our mortality will be fun. That's a promise. Absolutely. See, yep. <laughs> that's the Beyond the Grave tour. Have you done that one yet? Yes. And so how did that go? It was great. I mean, we start off the tour asking everyone, do you know What's going to happen to you when you pass away? Where's your body going to go? And it gets everyone starting to think about this. And the hope is that this tour will actually provide a really safe place for families, to people to kind of go around and, and, 
and understand this and think about it for a second in a non-scary way. So this is the tour that you have dreamt of doing. Does that mean this is one that you kind of insist on taking personally? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be good. This is this is like the Amanda tour, is the Beyond the Grave tour. I say that about a lot of them, but yes, this one's the Amanda tour. (laughs) Until the the next Amanda tour happens. Um, you also have a Del Mar Divide tour, and that's been getting a lot of attention because that issue needs a lot of attention. And I understand that's maybe less structured than some of your other tours. How so? What's the idea behind this? Yeah, it is very much less structured. And that's something that we pitch on all the tours, the tours, that they're all less structured. This one really is because we, we, we've only offered it as a public tour once, um, and that didn't work out because it's it, we offer it to private groups, and it's every week I'm giving several of them. And it's groups that want to not just understand the the story and understand the complexities a little better and see places that, that they don't understand how they connect. But also we've had several groups that want me to help their group understand their own role in the in white flight, their own role in this issue, and that has been incredible for me to get to sit back and watch the conversations that happen on the bus, and also to provide space for reflection and to provide space for them to say, "Well, so what? What are you going to do with this now?" Yeah, and it's a it's a hard tour. That sounds like those yeah. could be some really difficult conversations. Mm-hmm. Have you seen things get heated? Not heated. I've seen some somber moments. Yeah. Um, a lot of we do a lot of school groups that go on it and and students that go to schools, maybe private schools that used to be located in the city, Mm. neighborhoods that used to be, you know, very high-end neighborhoods that are very confused that why, you know, had one girl say, why was our school located here? And it's like, you know, and you kind of think, well, things have changed. And I, that's that moment of education. Absolutely. You mentioned it didn't work as a public tour. It didn't. Why not? I don't know. I don't know. It's been you know, over the years, the tours that I think are going to work have always shown me they will not. And even though that's really popular as a private tour, yeah. no one really picked it up as a public tour. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a good thing because then it does get kind of voyeuristic if we're just inviting the public to buy tickets and go. And that was kind of sitting with that in my heart. And um, I several years ago offered a baseball history walking tour. And I thought this is it. Yeah, like, that's this will the be ultimate it. St. Louis tour. Nope. Not a single person bought a ticket. Really? Yeah. I, I still hold out for that one. That one's still You need still to try on that one again. I think yeah. so. I think yeah. so. But yeah. So. Maybe the baseball fans just already know every single thing there is to know about St. Louis baseball history. It's possible. Yeah. <laughs> but these are some fascinating tours. And Josiah, I imagine you've gotten to see the city in a different way by watching other people learn about their city. Oh, well, yeah. What's that been like? I think... Like I mentioned before, getting to hear a lot of people's stories um, of all the different places I give tours, um, it's really, I mean, it gives each place I go every time I give another tour. Like a lot of times I get, like just last week, I bought my engagement ring at the arcade building. Um, It gives a richness to my more book knowledge that I have um, that I then get to continue to get feedback and share with other people, which is really enriching. Well, it's been great to hear about these tours. I have to imagine a ton of people are going to want to take these. Josiah Gunderson, thank you for joining us today. <laughs> thank you so much. And Josiah is a tour guide with CSTL Tours. Amanda Clark, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. And Amanda is the Community Tours Manager at the Missouri Historical Society. For more information on tour options and dates, you can visit mohistory.org.
This episode was produced by Danny Wisentowski with audio engineering by Aaron Doerr. Our production intern is Avery Rogers. This podcast was mixed and edited by Avery. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.